You're listening to the ESPN New York Tonight podcast with Larry Hardesty on 98.7 ESPN. The state senator from the 36th Senatorial District of the state of New York, Senator Jamal T. Bailey, welcome to ESPN New York tonight, sir. Larry, thank you for having me, man. It's an honor to be up here, man. I appreciate it. Uh, my pleasure to have you in. Uh, first of all, before we start talking NFL, let's talk about COVID-19 pandemic and your the, the district that you represent. How are things in that district? And what are the districts that you represent? Well, the 36th Senatorial District is the uh, the northeast and the northwest Bronx and the majority of the Westchester City of Mount Vernon. So we have neighborhoods like Baychester, Co-op City, Williamsbridge, Wakefield, Norwood, Bedford Park, Allerton, and the city of Mount Vernon, more or less. Um, so we've been hit really hard, actually. Uh, if you look at the, the New York City Department of Health, uh, the data that came out a couple of days ago that two of the zip codes that are contained within my district were some of the hardest hit by COVID-19, and, and it's it's twofold, Larry, it's because one, primarily these communities are comprised of communities uh, of people of color. And these people of color who have comorbidities, which leave them more susceptible to catching COVID-19. Plus, uh, many of my constituents are essential workers, meaning that mm. they can't stay home like everybody else is saying. And, like, and, and, I, and I applaud our, our, our governor and our mayor and, and, our, and all of our leaders by telling us a distance. But these folks, these frontline workers, these nurses, these doctors, these grocery store workers, these MTA employees, they can't stay home, and these are the folks that live and work within my within my district. So, uh, you know, we're trying to step up and do whatever we can for them. I hear you. Senator Bailey, on January 23rd, you wrote a letter to Roger Goodell, the commissioner of the National Football League, uh, on the heels of the day, reading from your letter, commemorating the accomplishments of Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King and in what has become an alarming trend in the National Football League. NFL teams have largely shut out people of color from head coaching and front office positions. What led you to write this letter? This is one of these 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 times, Larry, where you wear two hats, right? Like I'm a state legislator, and I'm concerned about diversity in the workplace, and I'm concerned about making sure that everybody has equal opportunity. But I'm also a huge sports fan. I believe that sports is the world's greatest social currency. So I'm, I'm looking at all of these hirings and these hirings that seem to be almost predetermined. And, you know, as long as I've been a sports fan, I've heard that, you know, Team X is going to hire Coach Y. And even at, even since 2003, since the initiate, the, the – uh, the beginning of the Rooney rule, you know, that, that's, that's thing. Oh, so you're just going to hire, you're just going to interview a person of color just to satisfy the Rooney rule. And then you're going to get on with it. So as somebody who, when I was watching football as, as I was a big Giants fan, you know, and, and seeing Joe judge. And again, I want to preface this comment with Joe, Joe judge has probably forgotten more football than I'll ever know. I want to be very clear about, about my respect for individuals and their skills, but if a wide receivers coach in the Patriots um, gets a shot at a head coaching job before uh, Eric Bieniemy, who was the architect of a record-setting offense uh, with the Kansas Chiefs, I, I you know I see there's a problem that comprises the structural inequities that we've seen before, forcing black quarterbacks to change positions, the Cordell Stewart's, and people even recently, a couple of years ago, saying Lamar Jackson shouldn't play quarterback. So. You know, these are things that we are um, that prompted me and some of my colleagues to pen this letter to Commissioner Goodell. Uh, Senator, what do you think of the Rooney Rule? I, I, I think that it needs more teeth. I, I, I believe that it has a good intent. I believe that the the intent of the rule should be to bring the NFL's front office and uh, and coaching uh, ranks 
up with the percentages of the players. But, you know, if you have 70% of the players who are African-American and, and, and Latino and people of color, but you only have 13% of those um, positions that are head coaches, and even worse, you only have 6% of those who are people of color who are decision makers, it, it, it needs more teeth. And I, and I think that the NFL recognizes it. I just, I just wish, that, I wish that we could figure out a way to how we can properly implement it. Now, Senator Bailey and uh, Jamal T. Bailey, Senator, State Senator, and the Senator of the 36th Senatorial District in the state of New York is my guest uh, here on 98.7 ESPN. So, Senator, let me ask you this. Have you heard the uh, draft type of adjustments that the NFL was proposing where if you hired a, a coach of color, uh, you would move up in the draft order? X amount of spots in the third round of the draft. That was a proposal. If you hired a general manager, diversity, you would move up more spots. If you hired both, that would be like hitting the lottery. You would move from the third round into the second round. And while I understand that they feel the need to have something to do something, uh, that's not it. <laughs> to me, that, that, that doesn't work. I, I agree. I, I think that so that you you have the hypothetical scenario in which you decide to like you say hit the lotto, Larry, right? Like we we hire the black coach and the black GM, and we do what the University of Washington did with Lorenzo Romar and, and, and uh, Ty Willingham back in the day, and what the Knicks recently did, right? So we have the all black front office, but we're doing it just because we can get the picks. Who? How long are the? What's what is the longevity looking like? Also. It's not about necessarily hiring people solely because they are people of color. It is about making sure that people have opportunities, right? One of the greatest sports movies of all time is Miracle, and they say great moments were born from great opportunity. People of color need a legitimate opportunity, not one that is that is wildly incentivized with, with a dangling carrot, so to speak. Now, I realize that, you know, if life were fair, we'd live in a fairy tale world. But when, why can't we have a scenario where uh, everything is based on merit? Where, Senator, I show you Eric Bieniemy's resume, and I show you another head coach's resume with less experience. And as you mentioned, what he's been able to do, and then you hear folks around the league will say, well, yeah, he's done a great job, but he's not really calling the plays. Andy Reid really calls the plays. So the bottom line is, why won't owners, and this is the million-dollar question, why won't owners take a chance on somebody that seems to be a proven commodity as opposed to somebody who doesn't have any experience in as being even an offensive coordinator, which to me, coordinator should be the minimal that you should be, uh, the minimal job you should have to be qualified as a head coach? Well, I, I, I don't, I, I would agree with you on, in the, with the premise that, there should be a certain level of, of, of skill that you should have. I don't know what the metric is, whether it be, can be make it objective or subjective. Like, for example, I'm an, I'm an attorney by trade. And so in order for me to be able to be an attorney and practice law, I have to first uh, sit for, I have to first go to law school and graduate from law school and then pass the bar exam. I'm not sure if we can necessarily uh, apply that same logic, that, that, that formulated logic to sports, because a lot of it is, like subjective, right? Like um, Charles Oakley's worth to the New York Knicks was not reflected in his statistical um, in his statistical data in the 90s, right? He was the heart and soul and the grit of the New York Knicks back in the day, right? So sometimes it's really hard to measure those things objectively. But what I would say, Larry, is that I believe that the the networks, the the, the pipelines, 
uh, to use a metaphor, they're corroded. Um, uh, people of color don't have the same opportunities as non-people of color to access these, these, these positions, these networking opportunities, and be able to even have a sniff and a chance to be considered for these positions. Well, Senator, let's look at the, now we've figured out the problem. How can we solve it? Is there a way that we can, uh, have at the NFL possibly look at how they're dealing with ownership of teams? Do we need to, because here's, here's the one thing that we understand. If there's somebody who has a, a similar or familiar background and understands what we've been going through, or what a person has been going through, they are, I would think, more likely to give them an opportunity, understanding that, you know what, I know what that's like having been down that road. Maybe I own this team. Let me give this guy a shot. How can we get the NFL, just from your opinion as a sports fan, how do you think we can get the NFL involved with widening their idea about ownership and the opportunities for ownership to diverse uh, people? Well, you're 100% right. I, I, I would analogize it with my career in government. In 2004, I began my career in government as an intern in a program, in a legislative internship program that was provided by the state of New York, right? So without that internship, I don't get my foot in the door and, and, and meet State, State Assembly Speaker Carl Hasty, and I don't get the chance to make the networking and, 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 and making put myself in a position to be in a room, right? What's happening is that we don't even we don't even have these opportunities at colleges, at at, at um, at NCAA institutions, right? You look at the lack of black athletic directors. I know UCLA is on the verge of hiring um, uh, uh, their first black AD. I was just reading in the Boston Globe, but we don't we don't have black ADs or Latino ADs in colleges in in, in, in the NCAA, right? We don't have these coordinator spots in the NCAA, right? How are we going to get a chance? How are they How are they going to get a chance to even? sniff the NFL. So the pipeline starts much lower. It starts in the NCAA schools. It starts in um, the position coaches. It, it starts with giving folks legitimate opportunity, and the NFL's got to go out there. They've got to go to these schools, Larry. They've got to talk to these people, and they've got to say, we're open for business for everybody, not just because we've known you for X amount of years. What does it do, Senator, for the, the, the young people in your district to watch and see the lack of opportunities uh, other than just to play the game, but in management, uh, coaches, general managers, and and, all, and owners? It, it's sometimes a little bit disheartening, right? Because I played basketball in high school. I was nowhere near good enough to get any sort of look at the collegiate level. So I could never go to the NBA, but I love sports, right? But there's, there aren't many opportunities that you see in, in front offices in, in many sports, right? The NBA, like even though Adam Silver is a, is, is a forward-looking progressive um, um, commissioner, there's a, there are still only eight out of 30 uh, black coaches in the NBA, right? Down from there was a record high of, I think, 14 uh, a few years back, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I think, I think that we have to make sure that we, we're getting folks these internships, that these teams make legitimate and earnest, you know, ways to look at the workforce. And as our workforce changes, Larry, as our workforce goes digital, I've been on more Zooms than I can ever, than I, than I, than I can count, right, in, in, the last, in, the, in the last few weeks, right? As we look at these emerging and changing times in our workforce, sports franchises have to take a legitimate look at people of color 
in the same context that they, that they do with everybody else, giving folks opportunities from inner cities. Don't, don't just come here, take a photo op and say, we gave out some turkeys. No, you know, give a man a turkey, he'll eat for a day, but teach a man a fish, he'll, he'll eat for a lifetime. I, I completed mm-hmm. turkey and fish, but, you know, that's, but that was, that's what's on the mind. You know, I think that we have to make sure we legitimately give people a chance and an opportunity. Let's uh, wrap up where we began. Did you receive a response from the NFL commissioner to your letter? Actually, I did. Um, Troy Vincent sent me sent me a, a response back, and, and he out. This was back on. Let me make sure on March third, and uh, he, he he said that the commissioner asked him to respond, and he and he said, "Look, more or less, we know that there is a problem, um, and we are looking at it." And, and I think he alluded to that there was going to be some sort of conversation about. The, about the NFL, um, excuse me, about diversity coming up in the NFL because of the way that the letter was 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 worded. But you know, we just we, we we've got to get better, and I, and I think that you know the journey of a thousand miles begins with a step, and and I think that there is a step in the right direction. Um, but I think that there's a lot more that we have to do, you know, and I, and I'm hopeful and wishful that we can get it done. State Senator Jamal T. Bailey, keep up the great work up there in the 36th Senatorial District in the state of New York, and thanks for taking a couple of minutes with us. Thanks for having me, Larry. I appreciate your time. Take care, everybody. My pleasure. We'll talk soon. Take care. Yes, sir. You're listening to the ESPN New York Tonight podcast with Larry Hardesty on 98.7 ESPN.